Father, thank You for the anointing on the Word of God. Lord, thank You for the Holy Spirit who administrates the Word. Thank You, Lord, for belief in this room. Thank You for faith that's in birth by the Word of God. Faith that works through love. Faith that gives us unction. Lord, faith that gives us character and forms Christ in us. Lord, that we can go about dealing the the devil and his minions damaging blows. Thank You, Father, for a faith-filled house, faith-filled hearts this morning centered on Your Word. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. I want you to take your Bible this morning, or if you got a phone phone app, let's take that out. I want you to say this after me. Are you ready? Say, I am anointed. I am chosen. Let me try this again. Let's start again. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. And he says, I am anointed. I am chosen. I am called. I am authorized. I am deputized with the divine authority of Almighty God to represent Him and His kingdom business everywhere I go. The devil is a liar. I don't listen to him. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you get a chance, we're going to eat as a, as a church body. We're going to eat Colossians 127. I'm going to give you a sneak peek into it today. That'll probably blow your mind. You'll, you'll run out of here like I can't wait to eat Colossians 127. That's what's going to happen to us. <laughs> Amen. Talking about the centrality of Jesus. We've been looking at how he taught and introduced the Holy Spirit to us. He taught and introduced the Holy Spirit to us. Okay, here's some ways that we can get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. That's what we've been talking about. We want to get to know Him. I'm not majoring on the gifts or tongues or power or any of those things. We're talking about the person, the divine person of the Holy Spirit and us getting to know Him. We can get to know Him better as the anointing. Everybody say the anointing. We'll look at the Spirit of life in Christ. These are just nicknames of the Holy Spirit, His person. The Spirit of life in Christ, Romans chapter 8, verse 2. The Spirit of truth, John chapter 16. The Spirit of adoption, Romans chapter 8. Those are just a few of the nicknames of the person of the Holy Spirit. But we started last week talking about the anointing. The anointing. So let's go to 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 21. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. It's past tense. Everybody say, I'm anointed. anointed. Say it again. I'm anointed. anointed. I want us to believe it. I want us to receive what God says about us. That the truest thing about you is what God says about you, not how you feel. And if, if your view of you doesn't match God's view of you, guess who's wrong? You're wrong. Amen. So Christ, in Christ, the one who's anointed us, He has anointed us as God, who's also sealed us and given us the Spirit. Where? In our hearts as a guarantee. Well, I love that. That's so powerful. The anointing is divine authorization. We started looking at this last week. It's unction in your function. But you need to be in the right place, in the right posture. Your, your heart posture is, hey, I want to help people. And I don't want it to be me. 
I want to partner with the Lord. So I'm humble, I'm available, and I'm receptive. Okay, it's also the presence of the Holy Spirit equipping you with God's ability. It is the, the grace of God, the empowering grace of God. 1 Corinthians 15, 10, uh, Paul said that I labor more abundantly than, than they all. Talking about the other apostles, he said, but it's really not me. It's the grace of God in me that's doing the labor. So we want to tap into his supernaturalness. Uh, let me show you this. This is the Strong's 5548 uh, that's taken out of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 that I just read to you. It means to anoint by rubbing or pouring olive oil on someone to represent, represents the flow, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know there's a difference? If I ask one of you to open our service next Sunday, I want you to open in prayer. How many of you know there's a difference between somebody who gets up here and reads a prayer they got off the internet and somebody that in that moment, in the present tense, yields themselves to the Spirit of God the whole morning been saying, Lord, I just want, just pray what you want to pray through me. Just whatever you want to pray, let's open the service. I'm going to, I'm going to avail myself to you. There's a difference when the anointing is present in a person and in a prayer than something you just regurgitated that somebody else wrote 600 years ago. It's the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Anointing involved rubbing oil on the head, especially to present someone, here it is, as divinely authorized and appointed by God to serve. And of course, we got prophets and kings and priests and all those things. When David was anointed in 1 Samuel 16, everybody likes to, you know, rejoice in the slaying of Goliath. And I get it. 1 Samuel 17. Well, that doesn't happen without 1 Samuel 16. When Samuel anoints the little shepherd boy that didn't even make the lineup. His dad's lineup. I mean, you think your dad didn't love you, man. The prophet comes over and you don't even make the lineup. What's he saying? This guy's got no shot. But how many of you know, God doesn't look on the outward appearance. Matter of fact, he told Samuel, don't you dare anoint him. He looks the part. Don't do it. I'm not looking outwardly. You anoint the shepherd boy because his heart is mine. Come on, somebody. It's about the heart. First Samuel 16, he's anointed with oil. What was happening when Samuel poured that oil on David? And I'll, I'll show you. He poured a hen of oil on him, a gallon and a half. How about Psalm 133? Aaron, the, the head to the beard to the garment, a gallon and a half of anointing oil. We treat it flippantly. They didn't treat it flippantly. It was a big deal. I mean, you're so, David so anointed Brian when he left the lineup, he was sloshing. <laughs> Mara, you could hear him coming. He's sloshing in his sandals. He got so much anointing oil. And I'm telling you, that was simply a type and a shadow of the substance of Christ through the Holy Spirit who's anointed you and lives in the inside of you. We did, oh, King David, boy, he was anointed. You're greater than King David, according to Matthew eleven eleven. Why? Because David wasn't born again. You are. You have the anointing, yes, upon you, but he's in you. You should be sloshing when you walk. But we think it's a little dabble do you. know, we, we make up these little things. I'm trading this in for the, the milk cartons, man. I, I'm trading this in. We think, well, here, put a little on. Here you go. There was a big deal. 
Say, I'm anointed. I think David, after Samuel came to town, he knew he was anointed as king. I, I think there was no way around it. A gallon and a half of that was poured on his head. <laughs> so God was smearing his nature. It means to smear. It means to rub, to paint. That's what the to anoint means. God was smearing his nature and his name on David. He was marking him. With his ownership, his presence, his name, and his nature. You've got it better than David. But let me tell you something about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's a sign that the Father is with you. He's he's smearing himself on you. But here in the New Covenant, he's putting himself in you. He's pouring all that oil, not just outwardly, inwardly. We don't know who we are. We, we don't know what we're carrying around, who we're carrying around. Right? I mean, you're, you're just the UPS driver. You're delivering the goods. You aren't the goods, but they're in you. He did it. Touch your neighbor and say, he did it. Look at Jesus, Luke chapter 4. He shows up and says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. God put His name on Jesus. He put His nature on Christ. He put His ownership, His seal of approval upon Jesus Christ. And we could see the difference. I gave you this last week, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Good try. He anointed Jesus With the Holy Ghost and with power, Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The anointing is a sign God's with you. The anointing, the Holy Spirit is a sign you belong to God. That you've been sealed. Did the Holy Spirit seal you? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, 14 says that. I've read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22 says that. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Did you know that Jesus said in John 6, 27 that the Father had set His seal upon Him? And that word seal means authorization and ownership and all those things. It's the same word that Jesus Christ was sealed with the Holy Spirit of, of His Father. Same word for you in Ephesians 1, 13 and in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 21 and 22. It is a sign the Father is with you. It's a seal that you belong to Him. How about this? It's a sanctification that's poured on you that you're actually set apart for God's use. You're, you're different than everybody else. You're, you're picked by God. He's marked you. And so you're, you're different than the world. You're set apart for God's use. You're not set apart to live your best life. God set me apart so I can go do what I think is best. No, you abdicate those decisions and say, I'm set apart by God, not my will, but thine will be done. I'm, I'm chosen by him to carry out kingdom business. He's my father. The anointing is a sign. It's a seal. It's a sanctifying work that sets you apart. That's four S's. I like, I like, you see how I'm going here. A smearing, <laughs> a smearing. That's the fifth S. A smearing of His sacred spirit that you're divinely authorized by Almighty God to be here on His behalf. And we think, man, I, I hope I can make it to church today. Well, I'll just tell you, it's, I'm so struggling, man. 
My team lost Saturday night. I don't even know if I can get there. Man, you're anointed. You're set apart by God. You just can't see it. You can't see what He's done. Angels long to look into what He's done with us. I'm coming. Colossians 1.27. We're going to eat this this week. Be sure and email it to us, what the Lord speaks to you. To them, and that word them there is the saints, okay, if you read the prior verse. To the saints, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. That's us. The mystery of the gospel is Christ in you. The hope of glory. You're like, Brother Steve, I've, I've heard all that again. I mean, you say that all the time. All right, well, let's eat the word Christ. 5547. The one I just read you in Corinthians is 5548. 5547 is Christos. It means the anointed one. Who's in you? The anointed one. <laughs> God's plan all along was to anoint you with the anointed one. can't be undone it can only be underutilized can't be undone but it can be underutilized we all if you're born again you have the anointing we all have the anointing but for some of us it's way underutilized you've got a well of salvation in you a well of oil and you're not tapping into it and we could list a why not well maybe you're still trying to fix yourself Maybe you're still trying to get good enough. Maybe you're still, you know, trying to work this thing out. I don't know. But if you'll, if you'll get a right hot heart posture. Lord, I want to, I thank you for what you've done. Thank you for Christ inside of me. Thank you for anointing me with the anointed one. I'm signed, sealed, delivered. There's evidence that God is with me. I'm yours. <laughs> signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. So utilize me, Lord. I have a heart to help people. So my heart posture is humility. Because apart from Him, John 15, 4 and 5, I can do nothing. So I'm humble. God opposes the proud and the independent, but He gives grace, the anointing to the humble, those who acknowledge their need of Him. I'm receptive. I'm a branch, so I'm always receiving. I want to derive everything that, that goes on today. I want to derive from Him. Humble, receptive, and then available. So did you guys see that? You see the plan? Christ means anointed one. Where is Christ? He's in you. Congratulations. You say, well, I don't know. Jesus was anointed, but I don't know. This was the plan all along. He was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. The plan all along was to put his well-pleasing son inside of all the other sons and daughters. He's in covenant with Christ. So if you're in Christ, you're in the covenant. And I know you want to say, I'm no good, I'm terrible, I don't deserve it. I know you want to say that. But at some point you need to agree that the only one who could have done anything about your sin and separation issue did. He did something about it. And he's not getting new information about you. He doesn't say, Ruth, well, you're qualified today. Way to go, sister. But yesterday, it was a little iffy. (laughs) Yeah. 
God's not getting new information about Ron. Ron, you're beautifully used today, but tomorrow it could be a whole nother story. I'm watching. <laughs> Where do you get this? How, how can this be? How can this be the plan from the beginning to anoint you with the anointed one? John 12, 24, Jesus said this. Unless a grain of wheat goes into the ground and dies, it'll be the only one. But if it goes into the ground and dies, it bears much grain. This is after the Greeks had solicited a couple of the disciples. They didn't talk to Jesus directly, but it talked to a couple of the disciples about, hey, we want to talk to Jesus. We're going to go make him famous. Jesus never even talked to him. He just said, hey... Unless a grain of wheat grows in the ground and dies, it'll be the only one. So I can't go to Greece. I can't go set up shop in Athens and write books from an office desk and, and be famous. And you all protect me from the real reason I'm here. The reason I'm here is to die. Because when God sows a seed into the earth, if he sows like begets like, if he sows a son, what is his harvest? Sons. Christ filled. Christ anointed sons. Do you, are you tracking with me that we really don't see what he's done? We don't believe it. Because we're, we're very carnal. And we live by what we feel, what we do, and how we behaved. And we're rating ourselves. And am I, you know, as good as James here? Am I as good as Brian? Am I, how am I doing? Man, Christ is the standard and you didn't meet it. So give up on all that. You need Jesus like everybody else. Amen. John 1, 12, we were eating the Word Sunday night. It was a wonderful time Sunday night here at the church. We were eating John chapter 1, verse 12, which says, To as many as received Him, Christ, to them He gave the power, the right, the authority to become. Everybody say become. Sons of God. To as many as received him, to them he gave the power, the right, the authority to become sons of God. So we ate the word become. I've never, I've never looked in Strong's for the word become. And my, my mind was blown. Out of eternity, manifesting in time and space. God's plan all along was out of the unseen realm, created dimension with human beings, earth suits on it, to from the eternal realm, the unseen spirit realm, manifest who he is in the physical realm. How he does that is through you and me. And we are becoming sons of God. The evidence not only of his existence, but who he is and what his nature is. Amen, somebody? So it's the epitome of pride for anybody in this room or those watching online, worshiping online, to say, my life doesn't matter. I guess my life doesn't matter. To who? God's plan all along was to spring Himself out of eternity and manifest who He is through you. Amen. That was always His plan. Your life matters. You can't sit around and say, well, I guess I'm not worth much. God has a plan. Maybe you don't have a plan. God has a plan. And He's had it from the beginning. That He would anoint you with the anointed one. And people could look at you and see Him. Now give Him praise in the house of God. Let's get a hold of Him. God can't lie. 
What is that? Titus chapter 1 verse 2, right? God cannot lie. Man, we need to dare to believe everything He's done, no matter how good it is, no, how, no matter how much it benefits you. Believe it. Stop trying to fix yourself your whole life. We already know in your flesh there's no good thing. The flesh profits nothing. John 6, 63. But my words are spirit and my words are life. Zoe, life. What did you get when you got born again? You got life. You got God's DNA, divine life. You didn't get a ticket to heaven. Come on. You can go to heaven. I mean, oh my goodness, Lord. All right. When you shuck the earth suit, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yes, you're going to heaven when you shuck the earth suit. All right. <clears throat> but there's a lot more to it than that. You didn't get a free ticket to heaven. You got life. You got, it's called eternal life. That's a quality of life. That's a type of life that you received. It's called the gift of God. Romans 6.23. When you got born again, you didn't sign a card and you got water baptized. Yay, you got life. Life eternal that we saw in the one and only begotten Son. That whosoever believes in Him wouldn't perish but would receive life. And you have it now. That's why it just doesn't make sense to me how we want to kick rocks all the time. Man, I tell you. I'm just not any good. My football team lost. The stock market's failing me. My child got a C-. minus. My life is over. It's the epitome of pride and self-centeredness when we say our life doesn't matter. I'm telling you, God Almighty has a plan for your life. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11. And where we get in trouble, and it's to prosper you, amen, give you a future and a hope. We get into trouble because we think it's up to us. We're supposed to be living our best life. Right? I'm here to make a way. I'm here to have a family. Give me the American dream. Booey. You're here to do what God put you here to do. And that's walking the reality of the anointed one. He smeared himself on you. He painted you. He poured, uh, spiritually speaking, a gallon and a half of himself on top of you. Yes. And we can't see it. <laughs> Amen. So let me say this. Even if you think you're here on earth to live your best life and make a way for yourself somehow and have a great American dream, let me tell you, I'm going to clue you into something. Living connected to Christ, the anointed one, that's your best life. If you're a human being, you're not going to discover some new way to live. That's all. This is, this is it. This is the way, the truth, and life for human beings. Already been discovered by the one who invented us. You want to live your best life? Get connected to God Almighty and do what He says. Abdicate rulership. Stop thinking you're the one in charge who's supposed to be making a way into something. And give your heart and life fully to the Creator. And let Him lead you, guide you, and direct you. Amen, somebody? Let's go to Exodus. Oh, I love this. You think I was excited before. Wait till you see this. Exodus 30, verse 22. So this, everything in the Old Testament is a type and a shadow. The substance is Christ in the new, co- in the new covenant. Look at Exodus 30, 22. The Lord said to Moses, he's talking about the anointing oil. This is, this is a type and a shadow of how beautiful the anointing is. 
Take the following fine spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much, that's 250, of fragrant cinnamon, 250 shekels of fragrant calamus, 500 shekels of cassia, all according to the sanctuary shekel, and take a hen of olive oil, H-I-N, not, not a chicken. H-I-N. How much is a hen? I already told you. How much is it? A gallon and a half or 5.7... Is it liters? All right. I I lose track of it. I read it, but I don't remember. It's 5.7 of something, but I know it's a gallon and a half of oil. Make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, the work of a perfumer. In other words, let's get somebody who knows what they're doing. Because this is serious. It will be the sacred anointing oil. Then use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant of the Law. Table, its articles, lampstand, incense, all that stuff. The utensils, everything. Just some, some physical things there. Verse 29. You shall consecrate them so that they'll be most holy. And whatever touches them will be holy. Verse 30. Anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them so they may serve me as priests. All right? So who are the priests in the new covenant? Whoever has the Holy Spirit. Say to the Israelites, this is to be my sacred anointing oil for the generations to come. Do not pour it on anyone else's body. Okay? Let me give you New King James right there. Don't pour it on flesh is what he said. Don't pour it on flesh. The anointing doesn't show up in flesh. Why? It's not the right posture. We don't need to see what you can do. (laughs) Don't pour it on flesh and don't make any other counterfeit oil using the same formula. We ever see counterfeits for the anointing? Oh my gosh. Man will throw in talent and money and all this is... Skill set. Your skill set's nothing without the kiss from the sacredness of God. It is sacred and you are to consider it sacred. New King James says it is holy and you are to consider it holy. We struggle with this. We struggle considering how sacred and holy you are as someone who's been marked by God himself. God has marked you. He has set His seal upon you. He's made you sacred and set apart for His use. It is sacred. And you are to consider the anointing sacred. Verse 33, Whoever makes perfume like it and puts it on anybody else other than a priest will be cut off from their people. How about that? This oil marks the sacredness of that which was set apart to the Lord for His use. Don't pour it on flesh. Right translation in the New Covenant, it won't show up on flesh. You've got to have the right, right posture in your heart. Receptive, available, and humble. Be in the right place. Be in the right seat on the bus, okay? It's good to have talent. You can't just pick anybody and say... James, come on up and sing for us. 
it's good to have talent, but what, what you have to have is be in the right place. Maybe that's not James' place. Maybe when he sings, it's a distraction. Make sense? I'm not being funny. I mean, if you're singing way off, I mean... <laughs> All right, thanks. Who said that, Matt? <laughs> he said, we get it. Don't offer substitutes. And then notice the fragrance of the Lord, how it's emphasized. The, the sweet-smelling cinnamon and all those things. The last part in the New King James says, uh, don't pour it on strangers. Don't pour it on unbelievers. The annoying doesn't show up on an unbeliever. It shall be holy to you. And I, you know what? I asked the Lord. I woke up Thursday morning before I came in. I'm laying in bed. I said, Lord, what do you want to say? Help me. He said, say this. Every one of you that are born again children of God are anointed. Meaning God himself has placed his name and his nature in you and upon you. By the Holy Spirit. Picture the spices. Visualize the one and a half gallons of oil being poured upon you beginning on your head. Smell the aroma as it flows down your body that God Himself is anointing you as His own. That's what He said. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Look at this. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us, everybody say through us, diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge every place we go. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those being saved and those who are perishing. Does everybody see what I just saw in verse 15? We are the fragrance of We are to God the fragrance of Christ. You are to God the fragrance of Christ. And you can't see it because you know yourself after the flesh. All you can see is bad behavior, missteps. I had a bad thought. I had a wayward thought. Let me fix myself. I'm broken. Let me do this. How about you get a hold of this right here? That you are to God the very fragrance of Christ, His Son. That is so powerful. And where does the fragrance come from? The anointing. The anointed one. The Lord said, start declaring every day that I am anointed. I am divinely authorized by God Himself to act on His behalf. I'm divinely authorized every day I get up to represent Him. What does represent mean? Represent Him. Out of eternity into time and space, God is representing Himself to humanity. How? Through you. There is no plan B. He always planned on anointing you with the anointed one. That you would carry His fragrance, carry His glory, and carry His nature. Wow. Matt, you can go ahead and come. I I just feel like we need to pray, man.
The Lord said, declare every day I'm anointed, that I'm divinely authorized by God himself to act on his behalf and to represent, represent him. Declare every day, say to yourself, say to the devil, say to whoever will listen, I am set apart, I am sealed, I am sanctified. I am empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, the sacred Spirit of God to represent Jesus Christ to my family to my friends, to my co-workers. You're not a tinker to garnish a check. That's not why you work there. You don't work at the bank so you can get money to go skiing. Everywhere you go, you're divinely authorized and set apart if you're born again, if you're born again, to represent Christ. And it's, it's wild, but you are the fragrance of Christ to your Father. And you've got to quit knowing yourself by the flesh. You, you, some of you are your worst enemy. You put the devil out of a job. You're so hard on yourself. He's the accuser of the brethren, not you. So stop dancing with all that. And, and if you blow it, you know how many times I've blown it? If you blow it, get up and renew your mind back to who you are. Hey, I am anointed. I am called of God. I'm chosen. What I did there, that's not who I really am. That's, that's residue from the old, the old administration before I knew Christ. You want, you don't honor the Lord. I, I know so many of you, you want to honor Jesus. Well, you don't honor him by saying he has everything and you have nothing. If you want to honor him, thank him that you've been anointed with his anointing. That same spirit of Christ cries out from your heart, Abba Father. Is that biblical? Romans chapter 8, from right inside. The very sp- same spirit that raised Christ from the dead from inside you is crying out, Abba Father. He, he was also still saying, the spirit of the Lord has anointed me. He's upon me because He's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, bind up brokenhearted people, heal the sick, right? We've, we've had two prophetic words about the river flowing freely in this house and I love the little addendum. Well, let's open the windows and let the river get outside of here. Man, let, let's just everybody, everybody touch somebody. Be obedient to the Lord. Don't do it in the flesh. Everybody find somebody this week. Just one person you're praying for. One person that, that, Lord, put somebody on my heart. Let me walk this out. If I'm to represent you, put somebody on my heart. Let me reach out to them. Let me share an encouraging word. Let me speak life to them. Amen? When's the last time people in the world hear, hear much encouragement? They don't, they don't hear much encouragement. You say, well, they're not saved, Steve. There's nothing good about them. Okay, yeah. Remember where you were before you got all Christianized. You can definitely say you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you can definitely say that God has a plan for your life. I know that at times you feel like your life doesn't matter. I'm telling you it matters. And I'm not saying it matters to you. I'm saying it matters to God. Because from the foundations of time, He had a plan. And that plan is that He'd anoint you with his anointed son. And that when people look at your life, they could see him. He would break through out of eternity into time and space and be revealed. Amen.
We all have the anointing, but not all of us are utilizing it. And don't, please don't think, and I think I've done a decent job of explaining this. I'm not talking, anointing is not just preaching or teaching. Man, it's raising your kids, man. And, and do us a favor. Ask God if you're supposed to have kids in this season. Ask Him what His plan is. Maybe you're not graced. Maybe He wants to teach you a few thousand things before you got three toddlers in the house, man. Amen, Larry. <laughs> I mean, Lord, let me be anointed. Right time, right spot on the bus, right posture to have children. But hey, it can be raising children. It can be serving in the nursery. It can be on the worship team. It can be ushering and greeting people, loving on people. Everybody has the anointing. Not everybody's utilizing it. And did you notice, last thing, did you notice in Luke 4, Jesus didn't say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, but then He gave me another anointing to bind up the brokenhearted, and then He gave me another anointing to heal the sick. There's not a bunch of different anointings. There's one. Christ. Now there's different expressions through giftings. Romans 12, 11, or no, 1 Corinthians 12, 11. One and the same Spirit works them all. Maybe teaching isn't your thing. But you don't need a teaching anointing or let me go after the prophetic anointing. There's one anointing. He's the fuel and the fire in all of us. It just has different expression. That's what makes a beautiful body because, man, some are really anointed in the realm of teaching. Some are anointed to be with the two-year-olds. Amen, somebody? Some, Some are anointed to be with the teenagers. Amen. <laughs> you can't see their faith. They're super grateful. <laughs> Stand with me. <laughs> yeah, don't try and copy somebody else's anointing. You don't want to do that. You're anointed because Christ is in you. Just find the right place and the right posture. Hmm. What do you guys want to do? How many of you think that's right? We just need to pray. Can we take a few minutes, not be in a hurry? Can we just pray? And man, I I want whatever He wants for you. I want you to make that connection with Him. And then, you know, dare to believe. So Father, we come to You. Let's pray. Come on, church. Let's pray together. Lord, we give this time to You. We don't know what to do. But I know that we're convicted. I know that we're challenged by the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth has challenged us so we open our hearts to you hmm yeah the Lord says you're not going to accomplish anything by trying harder what you need to do is simply yield more and more of yourself to me that's what the Lord's saying just yield don't, don't set a goal I'm going to go try harder Yield further. Yield deeper. Hallelujah. My goodness. Just receive, Lord. All of life comes down to just one thing. That's to know you, oh Jesus. To make you know. All of life. All of life. 
comes down to just one thing that's to know you oh jesus to make you yeah lord and all of life comes down to just one thing that's to know you oh jesus come on just posture yourself as his that's all i'm asking posture yourself as his all of life Comes down to just one thing has to know you. Oh Jesus. I want you to begin to picture the Lord Himself, Jesus Christ Himself, pouring that gallon and a half of anointing oil on your head. Just open your heart, open your hands to Him. See how He's calling you. See how He's setting you apart as His disciple. As a son, as a daughter of the Most High God. Just visualize, image that out of your spirit, guys. Him pouring. Christ Himself pouring that anointing oil upon you and saying, this was always meant to be multiplied. Unless the grain goes into the ground and dies, it'll be the only one. But now we can have millions anointed. Millions where God can be seen. He can break through. Mm-hmm.